T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm a flag-waving patriotic nephew of my Uncle Sam, a rough-riding, fighting Yankee man. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. As a reminder, you can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page. And follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. If you'd like to be a part of the show, give us a call. Our studio lines are open, 316-869-1330. Well, Senate Bill 180, the Women's Bill of Rights, codifies a legal definition of woman into state statute. It's frankly bizarre that this is controversial. And for most Kansans, it isn't. But for most of human history, everyone understood the difference between a man and a woman. Yet on Thursday, lion liberal... Late-term Laura Kelly directed two state agencies not to follow the new, go- the new law, regardless of whether she wanted to, regardless of whether or not it was law, she said, don't follow it, and trans people can change their sex or gender on a birth certificate or driver's license. In response to the governor's announcement that saying that she would not comply with the charges commanded by Senate Bill 180. Kansas Attorney General Chris Kobach said, quote, we will see her in court. Joining us now to explain exactly how lawless this really is, is our very own State Attorney General Chris Kobach. General, thank you for joining us this evening. It's a pleasure to have you back on the show again, my friend. Great to be with you, John. And let me uh, begin by wishing you a happy, happy, happy birthday. Oh, that's uh, very nice of you. Do not know. Thank you. And and I should point out that uh, July 2nd, you may not know this, July 2nd was the day that the Declaration of Independence was signed. Yes. It was it was published on the 4th. So really, really, independence uh, was formally, uh, it, it took place on the 2nd. So you, you can say that you are, your birthday is on the real Independence Day. Yes, I am a Maybe. true Yankee doodle dandy. <laughs> You are a Yankee Doodle Dandy. I just wanted everybody to know that, uh, that you, you have a special birthday. Thank you. That's very nice of you to, to note that. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Sure. Um, yeah. General, 
I mean, Laura Kelly's done a lot of things that, you know, make you scratch your head, keeping abortion clinics open and grocery stores closed and that kind of stuff. And uh, now she's stated that Senate Bill 180 changes nothing with respects to driver's licenses and birth certificates, despite the fact the legislature passed it with, let's keep in mind, bipartisan supermajorities overrode her veto specifically to ensure that those documents reflect biological sex at birth. And she's just basically saying, yeah, don't care, doing what I want. I mean, it's, it's it, outrageous. It is extraordinary. And speaking of the 4th of July, it's actually an exercise of the dispensing power. One of the things that the king did that infuriated the American colonies, and one of the things that drove uh, American independence was not just taxation without representation, but that the king would dispense with laws that he did not feel he wanted to enforce in the colonies. And this infuriated the colonists. They said, no, wait a minute, you can't do that. Parliament passed the laws. You can't dispense with laws. That's what uh, Queen Kelly is attempting to do. She's basically saying, I don't care if the legislature overrode my veto. I'm going to pretend like the law was never passed. The law is crystal clear. On Monday, It's been a very busy week. On Monday, my office issued a, an opinion explaining the exact impact of the law and how it will function. And she just said, well, we disagree. Uh, we're not the law doesn't change anything. <laughs> we're, it, 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 the whole point of this the particular section of the law was that all agencies that collect vital statistics, including uh, the, the birth certificate, the, the Office of Vital Statistics, <laughs> which does birth certificates, and the Department of Vehicles, they will have to use record sex as biological sex at birth, not sex as what you would like it to be, but biological sex at birth. And there's no other way to read that. And she says, well, I don't care. Um, it, this is just one more point. This is a governor saying in no uncertain terms, she's going to pretend as if the law doesn't exist. And this is a situation where I will be suing the governor. And I'm not aware of another state right now that has an attorney general and a governor at odds in court. Of course, it's unusual to have a situation where the governor is one party and the attorney general is the other. But it's also unusual to have a governor who is so flagrantly uh, defying the law, which is what, what demands this action. The attorney general is – the purpose of my office is to protect all Kansans' rights and to secure uh, equal uh, protection of the law and equal liberty and protecting protecting Kansans against a overzealous Biden administration or an overzealous governor. You know, it's it's just – it's really surprising when you and, and people who may not understand that what this law effectively does, it went into effect yesterday. It prevents people from using facilities like restrooms or locker rooms, domestic violence shelters, rape crisis centers that do not correspond with their natural birth sex. This isn't about erasing transgender Kansans. It, it's really about protecting women and girls. And and for some bizarre, strange reason, Laura Kelly is siding on the other side. And, and what I just don't understand here, Chris, is is the, where does she get off thinking that she can? I, I get it. You you know, you don't like the bill. You don't like the law. Trust me, there are a lot of laws that I don't like, but I don't get to just choose which ones I can abide by and which ones I can't. No, she she swore an oath. Uh, that This is part of the governor's oath of office. To uphold the Kansas Constitution and the laws of Kansas, she has a duty to execute the laws of Kansas, which means she must have her agencies comply with the laws of Kansas. And this particular 
clause in the bill was directed specifically at her agency saying you can't change people's sexes anymore, which is something she was doing with both driver's licenses and birth certificates. This is this is what the legislature wanted to stop. And she's pretending as if the law doesn't say what it says. Uh, it's it's just extraordinary. Why did she veto it then if the law does nothing? If Good it point. does nothing, she should have never vetoed it and just let it become law. It's it's unbelievable. And you know, to, some people might say, well, yeah, who cares about the birth certificate? Now, the birth certificate is a certificate, a certification of a historical event. On this day, a baby was born to this mother that weighed this many pounds, was born at this location, and was this sex. That's how we certify where each of us human beings came into existence uh, as a born baby. <laughs> you cannot change a historical certification. It makes no sense. It's like it's like ordering the state to defy truth. And similarly, the driver's license is not a canvas on which you may paint your hopes and your dreams and your aspirations. A driver's license is a state-created document for state purposes owned by the state. And, it, and the state of Kansas, per the legislature, said, you know what? Our driver's licenses will reflect biological sex. That's just the way we're going to do it. And the idea that somehow this denies a a trans person's identity and erases their identity. No, it doesn't. It's just a state record. And for her to say state records now have to reflect fiction rather than fact is nonsense. You know, five minutes ago, nobody even thought this was an issue. And now the governor is uh, is declaring that, that this fiction is worth taking a stand and defying the law. It's just, you know, I, when I became uh, attorney general, I, I thought there was a chance that the governor and I might lock horns and that this that she might try to defy the law or do something. I did not imagine it would be over this. It's just it just boggles the mind. Yeah, you mentioned erasure because I know the, the trans community is saying it's erasing trans community, which it doesn't. But it, it effectively, it's also erasing women. And, and I, I think that's yeah. a frustrating side of this that people don't look to. We're we're talking with Kansas Attorney General Chris Kobach. I, I know we've got to let you run. And I appreciate you taking time on your holiday weekend to be with us. But I, I do want to ask you, the Supreme Court announced a number of major rulings this week, including rejecting the president's plan to wipe away $400 billion in student loan debt that we would all end up paying. Wasn't Kansas one of the states that was involved in that case, General? Yes, yes. we were one of the six states that challenged the Biden administration. Uh, it, it originally, the state that was leading the six was Arizona, but unfortunately, Arizona... Uh, was one of the few states where the Republican lost in the attorney general bid. And so it fell to the other states, such as Kansas and Nebraska, to push forward. And Missouri is a contingent of Midwestern states at the heart of it. And, yeah, we were victorious. It was um, it was astounding. The Biden administration was saying the president has the authority to effectively spend $430 billion without Congress saying anything on the subject. And, and he was claiming that he could read between the lines of the federal law authorizing student loans and there was a it was the heroes act which was passed after 9-11 which affected that and it said that the president could it was intended for 9-11 uh, victims and and first responders it basically said that you could modify someone's student loan not eliminate it make small modifications to help them get their student loan paid over time and he claimed that well we'll just not we'll just interpret the word modify to mean erase <laughs> and the supreme court said nope only Congress could do something that major, and you can't twist the words of a statute uh, that radically. And so thank goodness the court said, yeah, you, 
Congress can do this. If Congress wants to erase $430 billion of debt and transfer it on to people who did pay their loans, who did work their way through college, who did save their money, and who were responsible, Congress could do that. But Congress probably won't because it's a horrible idea. But uh, it was a great decision. That, that combined with the decision ending racial discrimination through affirmative action, uh, just two wonderful uh, decisions coming at the end of the Supreme Court's term. General, I, I appreciate you taking time again uh, on, the, uh, on the holiday weekend. It's very nice of you. I hope you and your family are having a very good holiday we- and safe holiday weekend. Um, if folks want to get in touch with you, if they want to stay in touch, obviously you're very active on Twitter at Chris Kobach1787. Great year. And it's chriskobach.com, correct? Yes. Uh, our, our website's chriskobach.com. And it's it, it's a, a political website, but we keep all kinds of information up there as well. So uh, people can follow me in various different ways. And I want to say happy birthday once again, my friend. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Carry on the fight, my friend. Will do. We'll take a quick break, and then I want to hear from you. Is You tell me, is this about safety or you know protection for women, or is it about trans rights? I want to hear from you. Our studio lines are open, 316-869-1330. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. Hey, Sean Hannity here. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, traffic, weather, sports, and a community connection, as well as news information and, yes, opinion. It is the backbone of the emergency alert system, and that keeps us safe in dangerous times because when cell and Internet services are down, well, this free emergency service might be your only lifeline. Now, text AM to the number 5. 2886. Text AM to 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Text AM to 52886 today. Standard message and data rates apply. Severe weather season is here, and we have ways for you to prepare well before storms strike. Listen for forecast updates to see when you are at risk for severe weather. The time is now to make a safety plan for you and your family. Pick a safe room in your home, such as a basement, storm cellar, or interior room on the lowest floor, where you will be away from windows. Keep trees and branches trimmed near your home. Many thunderstorm injuries occur when trees fall onto homes. Check any updates for your home insurance policy. Stock up supplies in your storm shelter, such as batteries, bottled water, a battery-operated AM-FM NOAA radio, and a first aid kit. Safeguard documents, such as policies, passports, and birth certificates. Most importantly, make sure you have multiple ways to receive watches and warnings. Take action now and prepare. This is Kevin Darmafall from the National Weather Service. The weather in Kansas and the Great Plains can change very quickly. It is important that you have a reliable way to get urgent life-saving weather information, including severe weather watches and warnings. It is important to have several sources for getting this information that are activated by the emergency alert system, such as NOAA Weather Radio, most cell phone carriers, television stations, television cable companies, and local radio stations. These stations or carriers can interrupt normal programming to relay life-saving watch and warning information issued by the National Weather Service. Be prepared, not scared. This information is brought to you by the National Weather Service and this station. 
It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. Hey, Sean Hannity here. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio. It is the backbone of the emergency alert system, and that keeps us safe in dangerous times because when cell and Internet services are down, AM radio might be your only lifeline. Now text AM to the number 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Text AM to 528. 86 today. Standard message and data rates apply. Stay informed. Staying informed gives me the power of knowledge. I like to know what's going on. Download the Odyssey app and listen anywhere. 987 and 1330 KNSS. What it is, this is Tyrus from Fox News, and you're listening to the John Whitmer Show. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 987 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. As a reminder, you can always listen to us by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS Radio. If you ever miss an episode, just visit knssradio.com. You'll find links to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And, of course, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and Follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. Give us a call. Our studio lines are open, 316-869-1330. Would love to hear from you. You know, I I know I talked about it earlier. I talked about it during the monologue. But, you know, it, it's just outrageous when you think about both these instances, you know, the, the, the general mentioned what's been going on at the federal level with the Supreme Court and with, with Joe Biden. And, and I mentioned it during my monologue with, with Laura Kelly and, and her disregard and the fact that she didn't respond when legislators and other state officials began receiving envelopes with powder in them and uh, threatening notes. Uh, but it's interesting when you think about how some – particularly right now on the left side of the aisle in in power, are just blatantly disregarding laws that they don't like. And and I don't know, I, I don't remember a time in the past, I think it, that, that this really stood out more than when Barack Obama just decided to stop enforcing federal marijuana laws. And whether or not you support marijuana, whether or not you think that we should legalize it or decriminalize it or, you know, hey, everybody just, you know, toke up a, a doobie and have a good time, it's still illegal. And if you don't like that, then change the law. But the law is the law, and as long as that's the law, you have to abide by it. But Obama said, ah, we're just not going to enforce that law because we don't like it. And that's a dangerous precedent. And Joe Biden's done that. And now you have Laura Kelly doing that. I don't like that law, so we're not, Brandon Whipple has done that. The Wichita City Council has done that. And we cannot let government start willy-nillying, deciding which laws that they're going to enforce and not enforce. Because, folks, at what point are they going to then decide, well, you know what, this law didn't pass, but we like it, so we're going to enforce it anyway. 
goes back to that adage, you know, oh, well, they first came for so-and-so and I didn't say anything. And then they came for this other person and I didn't say anything. And then they came for me and there was nobody left to say anything. Well, this is the adverse of that. And if we, if we allow government to pick and choose which laws they're going to enforce, then you effectively have a lawless government. And trust me, there are laws on the books that I don't like. I'm sure there are laws on the books that any one of us might not like. But that's the law on the books. And we have a process for fixing that. We have a process for changing that. If you don't like the law, then freaking get yourself elected or elect people who will make the changes that you want. But you can't just choose to ignore the law because you don't like it, Mr. Mayor or Madam Governor, or Mr. President. And now you're getting calls by members of Congress to pack the courts. Let's, let's pack the courts with more justices. Why? Because we want the laws that we want. Well, that's not the solution either. Trust me, I do not like the Kansas Supreme Court. But we can't just do that either. we got to change the way justices are selected, and that takes changing the law. You can't just willy-nilly. You have to do it through the right way, the right process. And process matters. Because we are a society that has rules. And if you don't, you have no society. And you have to respect law and order. Otherwise, we're no different than Antifa and BLM and these thugs that are going through Walgreens and and stores out in San Francisco and Portland and these other major cities that just walk in, take what they want, and leave. And the more you tolerate that, the more you allow that lawlessness in any capacity, the more you encourage it and the more it will grow. So at some point we have to draw the line, and I think you have to draw it early and enforce it early and stop it. And that's why I'm glad to see our attorney general saying we'll see her in court. Because the governor can't choose which laws she enforces. That's not your job, Gov. Your job is to enforce the laws. The legislature's job is to write the laws. The court's job is to interpret the laws. Everybody stay in your lane. And I think that all elected officials need to agree that that's the process. That's the way it works. If you don't like it, you change the laws. And as electorate, we need to do it. We need to be incumbent upon us to be active in the political process and do our jobs. Get involved. Vote. Donate. Door knock. Make calls. If you're just sitting on the couch complaining about it, you're not doing your job. Go attend a debate. Educate yourself. That's why I spend, during these election cycles, sometimes an hour of our show talking to candidates. It's Because I think you have a right to be informed. You deserve to be educated about the candidates that are on your ballot. And I think you have an obligation as a listener, as a voter, to inform yourself, to make an educated, informed decision. Or frankly, just don't vote. But that's irresponsible, too. But what do I know? I just, you know, what do I know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know, it's the 4th of July. Go shoot off some fireworks. Ah, but wait 30 minutes. We'll take a quick break, pay a few bills, and when we return, 
Dalton Glasscock will be with us to discuss his real his run for Wichita District 4 City Council. Our studio lines are open, 316-869-1330. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Brought to you by Midwest Kia. We want to see you in a Midwest Kia. A nice evening for the area, mostly clear skies, lows in the upper 60s as our winds return to the southeast at 5 to 10. A mix of clouds and sunshine Monday, highs approaching 90, south winds 5 to 10. There may be a storm or two in the afternoon. Independence Day is sunny and breezy. I'm KNSS meteorologist Rodney Price. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Shana Stuhl and flight delays and cancellations are expected over the holiday after days of travel headaches for tens of thousands of passengers. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg telling CBS's Face the Nation the White House is working with airlines to minimize disruptions caused by extreme weather. Uh, I think most passengers understand that no one can control the weather, but anything that's under the control of the airlines and anything that we can do on the FAA side, we need to continue pushing to make sure that there's the smoothest possible experience for air passengers everywhere. Baltimore's Mayor Brandon Scott expressing rage over a mass shooting overnight. At least two people were killed. This was a reckless, cowardly act of violence uh, that has taken two lives and altered uh, many, many more. 28 others were injured. America's listening to Fox News. This is the Sean Hannity Show. Jack Smith said we have only one set of laws that apply to everyone. Now, why does that in his very short statement? I would argue because he's very sensitive to the obvious comparisons that will be made how Hillary was treated versus how Trump is being treated, how Joe Biden has been treated versus how Trump has been treated. Seems like if if those words really matter, you would think the same application of these things would happen. Sean Hannity. Afternoons at 2 on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. 
News updates at the top of every hour. The news I care about. Always clear and accurate. Check in two, three, four times today. I get all the headlines. They cover everything. It's my go-to news source. This is 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. This is Dana Lash, and you're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Live Sunday nights, this is The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Want to remind you, you can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. You'll find podcast links to all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest episodes on the show. And, of course, give me a call. Our studio lines are open, 316-869-1330. Love to hear from you. Of course, we're continuing our local candidate profiles. We endeavor to give you as many of these as we can throughout the election cycle. If they'd like, you'd like to hear from somebody in particular, let me know. We'll try and bring a candidate on as often as we can. Joining us now is Dalton Glasscock. He is a fourth-generation South Wichita a community volunteer, teacher, and small business owner. He has served the community in a multitude of ways, including as a former Sedgwick County Commissioner, member of the Sedgwick County Mental Health Advisory Board, the Wichita Metro Crime Commission, and he and I both serve on the city of Wichita's 4th District Advisory Board. He graduated from the Wichita area, went on to receive his bachelor's in business administration from Wichita State University, and continued his studies at the George Washington University, receiving his Master's of Arts in Education and Human Development. Uh, I also went, thought about going to GW, just so you know. Great school. I chose KU. KU is also a great K, school. A better school. So it's a rock chalk. So we have a better basketball team. Woo shock. Rock uh, Dalton, thank you for joining us this evening. Welcome to the show, my friend. Glad to have you. I was hoping that someone before me would sing happy birthday. I will not do it to save your <laughs> listeners' ears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but happy birthday. Thank uh, you. And thank you for the cupcake. I should point out that Dalton brought cupcakes. Thank you very much. Is that because I'm my wife and I are constituents and you're courting our votes? No, it's because it's 4th of July and okay. I'm here to celebrate you. Uh, oh, my. Wow. You are really learning this politician thing. Quick, How many years you? have we been friends? I think we met we, in 2010. Yes, so on we're, Wink Hartman's first congressional campaign. We're at 13 years yes. right now. And, and that's still... You know, you're still trying to bribe me is what you want. You want. It's about a cupcake for every year. <laughs> well, thank you. I, and again, thank you. That's very nice of you. So uh, still going to ask you tough questions. Please do. Same ones I ask everybody. Always. They're, they're not that tough. They're yeah. pretty. So why are you right? Why? I mean, dude, you've got you're working for Todd Starnes. You get so much on your plate. Why would you want to be a Wichita City Councilman and put up with? Well, hopefully not Brandon Whipple, but why would you want to put up with the rigmarole of being a, in a public office? You know, first and foremost, I'm tired of my you know young friends moving outside of this community. Yeah. And I hear that from, you know, people I'm knocking on the door. They're tired of their grandparents or their grandchildren leaving this community. They're tired of their kids leaving. And so I'm running to build a Wichita that they want to stay and that my peers want to stay as well. 
you know, I love local government, and I think that's where you can make the most change. Uh, when I had the opportunity to serve briefly on the Cedric County Commission, just 40 days, I made sure to take advantage of every opportunity I was there. I toured every county department. I had 80 constituent meetings in those 40 days, and that was over a New Year's and Christmas. And I realized I have a passion for local government because that's the thing that affects individuals on a day-to-day basis and that you see the real tangible results of that and how you can help constituents in your community. Yeah, having served at the state level, I, I would say you're right. I, we pass multiple legis- – I think passed 98 bills this year, and I bet you most people in Kansas don't know the bills that they passed, whereas at the local level, yeah, you need a street light up or a pothole filled. You notice it if you if you run into the pothole. So I, I could see that. I well, could see and one thing I noticed, I did military and veteran affairs uh, for the U.S. House of Representatives under Congressman Estes, and you know we would have constituents call, and for the average Wichita there's no difference between the city government, the county government, the state government, or the federal government. They have a problem, and they want it fixed. And there's a lot of levels of bureaucracy, and I had to fight bureaucracy every single day at the federal government. And I know that people deal with bureaucracy at City Hall as well. And so the same fight that I took for veterans and active duty military individuals in Washington, D.C., I want to do at City Hall as well. So you've been, like I said, you you were a former chair of the Sedgwick County Republican Party, uh, you, I know you and I were both delegates to the uh, Republican National Convention. You're a Republican. Tell me about some of the basic party platform issues that you, you know, what are your takes on uh, Second Amendment, life, things that matter to Republican voters? I'm a strong defender of the Second Amendment. I always have been. I was a former member of the uh, Kansas National Rifle Association. Um, I'm strongly pro-life. I come from a long line of pro-life women. Um, that have shown me the value of caring for innocent life. And that's for, for me from conception to natural death. Um, and I believe those issues have to be fought for, um, particularly at the state level and the federal level. Um, and, you know, I will always defend those values. And when I was party chairman, I recruited a candidate in every single race for state house and state Senate that was pro-life and pro-Second Amendment. I was the first party chairman um, to be able to do so. We're uh, talking with Dalton Glasscock candidate for Wichita District 4 City Council. We'll kind of talk about, since you brought up local, let's talk about some of the local issues. Where do you stand on you know, Century 2, the Riverfront Legacy Master Plan? That's a, a touchy one, I know, because there's a lot of passion. There's been a lot, a couple of candidates that are making this a, a major issue. But at the same time, it's a developmental issue that's going to cost, depending, I mean, that master plan's $400 million, I think, the last I saw, upwards of a billion, depending on which plan you support. Yeah, I think years ago, uh, this was the top, you know, prior to COVID, this was the top, you know, conversation yes. for Wichita's. Yeah. Since then, we have Wichita's dealing with rising inflation costs, um, increase of uh, criminal activity in our streets. They see our roads uh, dilapidated, and this is not an issue I hear at the doors. I've knocked on 1,700 doors from people, and this is not the number one issue that they're facing in our community. They want us to focus on the basic functions of government first. And so when it comes you know, to Century 2 and it comes to Riverfront you know, Legacy Master Plan, I want to encourage development on the river. I'm a kayaker. I'm a runner. I use the river all the time. I live in Delano, so I usually run from my house down to the river, and I want to have a vibrant community downtown. But we're not going to be able to do that if we don't focus on crime, on infrastructure, on public safety. Um, I do think this is a uh, issue where you have passionate beliefs on both sides. And I think there's a conversation. And I think in an issue like this, I'm open to a public vote on this because I believe that there are people that are very much engaged in this process. And people want to have their vo- voice heard. And I think that there's a way that we can have a conversation. You know, there's a 
there's people of good faith on both sides. There's people that want to keep it. There's people that tear it down. And I think there's a way that we can repurpose the structure and figure out a way to still build a performing arts center. But we have to be willing to bring people of different opinions to the floor to have the conversation. When I'm talking with voters, that's not the number one issue I'm hearing as it would have been pre-COVID. Yes, I think Um, you're right. But I think people are facing a lot more challenging things in their life that are affecting um, them day to day, especially in the way that city government and uh, City Hall can be in control. Of. So you mentioned you've knocked on 1,700 doors. I, I know what that's like. I've You and I both know. We've both knocked on hundreds of thousands of doors. Well, not hundreds of thousands, but Close. thousands of doors. Uh, what is the number one issue? What are the issues that you're hearing at the doors? Because I, I think you're right. I don't think Century 2 is. Uh, my guess is it's probably taxes. It's probably spending. It's that kind of stuff would be my guess. Number one, public safety, uh, first and foremost. People do not feel safe. Um, when I'm going and talking to people, I mean, just last night you had another shooting in Old Town. Yeah, I saw that. And I has, you know, enjoying a Saturday night with my friends. So we left, you know, downtown around 12.50 and it happened at one o'clock. And so people should be able to enjoy their weekends. They should be able to go out without the fear of being in danger. But it's not just, you know, people going downtown. It's people on their city streets. They don't feel safe. You see an increase in crime and almost every single metric across the city. So I think people are seeing the tangible results of that firsthand. Um, I think second to that, people want a city hall that's open for small business, and they want an area that business can thrive and business can grow and adapt and have good wages. Um, I also think that people want investments in their neighborhoods. Um, In the south side in particular, people, almost every single door, someone will bring up a road problem. And uh, that's one of the basic functions of local government and something that we need to invest in, particularly in the south side. And uh, those are probably the top three issues I hear door knocking, and that's nearly from every single person. So if we're talking about investments in local, that's spending. Uh, Crime, I think you've you've got to talk about crime. You have to talk about the fact that we're down, what, 70 officers at the Wichita PD. That's spending. Now you're looking at anywhere from a small budget shortfall to upwards of $25 million in uh, possible, depending on the budget and how good it turns out or how bad it turns out. But the maximum, it seems like $25 million over the next few years. We don't know the exact figures. What would be your plan to address that budget shortfall and yet still provide more cops and more budget, more safety and more infrastructure spending. Yeah, right now uh, we're actually short about 90, I think it's 92 to 97 officers, over 100 if you include those eligible for retirement. Now those are budgeted officers. Right. Um, there will be things we have to do to retain and keep talent that may increase that spending um, and budgetary priority when it comes to public safety. But I think our community is on board uh, when it comes to that. What we need to do is focus on the basic functions of government first and foremost. And we're going to have to make tough decisions. As a small business owner, I make these decisions every single day when I have to say no to expenditures um, in our company. And that's something that I'm ready and equipped to do um, at City Hall as well. We have to balance our budgets. And, you know, I think first and foremost, people are feeling the weight of inflation on their day to day life. And they know that City Hall needs to make tough decisions as well. So that sounds like you're along the lines of willing to, hey, we may have to cut here in order to spend what we need to spend here. Are you willing to raise taxes? At this point, I'm not willing to raise taxes. I think we have to have the conversation. Now, will I ever say, no, I'm not going to be a George H.W. Uh, Bush and say, read my lips, no new taxes, because I don't know you know, what the future holds. But what come, must come first is that we must make difficult cuts and figure out how we're going to invest in the future of the city. And that needs to be the first priority before we look at anything else. And well, I don't think we're doing that currently. Last year, the mayor pushed, uh, among other of his little pet projects, to decriminalize marijuana. Uh, 
Um, it has been said that many expect this issue will come up in the next council. What are your thoughts? Would you move to put marijuana cases back into the court system? Do you support keeping marijuana laws on the city code? Do you, I, you favor statewide legalization or medical marijuana? What are your thoughts? I think the city needs to lobby the state government uh, for legalization. Um, it passed the House this past year. Medical, recreational? Um, for sure medical. I'm open to other considerations, um, but for sure medical. Um, I suffer from ulcerative colitis. Um, most uh, clinical trials have shown that medical marijuana can help that. Um, I've had my grandmother pass away from Parkinson's, and uh, medical marijuana has been proven to help people with Parkinson's. And so I definitely think that we need a medical option in the state, and I agree with the Republican-led state House on that issue. And I imagine that the Republican-led uh, state Senate will also agree to that um, next session as well. Well, we'll take a quick break. Uh, then we'll continue our 2023 local election candidate profiles with Dalton Glasscock, who's running for City Council District 4. Phone lines are open 316-869-1330. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. There's one man on this earth who really, truly gets it. The Democrat Party is not merely a political party. It is the federal government's party. It is the party of government. It is the party of the state. The Republican Party, whatever you think of it, it's a political party. It's not a cultural party. It's not the party of the state. It doesn't have control over the bureaucracy and on and on. The Democrat Party has that in mind. Mark Levin, Afternoons at 5 on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. This is the Sean Hannity Show. One high school teacher in California threatened to punish students who protested a pride video in a math class. Why are we showing pride videos in math class? I mean, are we using some type of uh, algebraic equation to determine, you know, how many you know, people are pride in the picture? I mean, is that what it is? How about we teach our kids the basics, the fundamentals? Sean Hannity, afternoons at 2 on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. There's one man on this earth who really, truly gets it. How many illegal weapons have crossed the border since Joe Biden has been president? How many AR-15s? I'm just curious. If we can't track over 100,000 miners in this country who've come here since Joe Biden was president, how can we track the weapons that are coming across the border? How do you control guns when you don't control your damn border? Mark Levin, Afternoons at 5 on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. There's one man on this earth who really truly gets it. I mean, there's more reasons to have a special counsel to look at Joe Biden than are even imaginable. There's only one group really pounding away here, conservative journalists and the Republicans in the House and a handful of Republicans in the Senate. Where's Mitch McConnell? Nowhere. And the rest of the Paul Barrow Republicans, where are they? Nowhere. Out there spewing their crap on Trump. Mark Levin, Afternoons at 5 on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Every neighborhood has a nosy neighbor, always watching and always in the know when it comes to neighborhood news. Steve and Ted in the morning. All right, Ted, had a couple of days off. I'm not going to pry into your personal business. You can pry. Did you go to any ball games? Yeah. We took the whole family. We all went down to Dallas to visit my brother okay. Andy. Yeah, I saw the Texas Rangers on Monday night. Did you get a uh, Ranger dog? I did get a Ranger. That's the first thing I bought. 
that? No, what's happening in your neighborhood? Steve and Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. There is a lot of... Uh, An overwhelming amount. Thousands of stations and millions of podcasts. There's a whole lot more out there. Massive amounts. Are all on the free Odyssey app. Right on their app. Love the app. This is 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. So you have a smart speaker? Tell us to play KNSS Radio. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. From breaking news to severe weather updates, KNSS is always here for you. So tell your legislators to keep AM radio in vehicles now. Text AM 52886. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to keep AM radio in cars. We're still with us with, uh, excuse me, still with us is Dalton Glasscock, candidate for Wichita City Council District 4. So, Dalton, I appreciate, by the way, again, thank you for joining us. We've both been sitting here eating cupcakes. So uh, I've, I've never said no to an interview request from you, John. No, that's right. In fact, you used to be on the show almost every month when you yeah. were chair. Think of it now. Now Deb Lucia's on. We love having Deb. She's a great chair. I think she's doing a, she's a great fantastic job. And uh, well, I'm sure she's been pretty active, although she really can't really do much for your race this time around because you're not the only Republican who's running. We're going to have, uh, I believe, at least one of your opponents will be on the show next week. So we'll get an interesting tack, uh, see what his take on the race is. So you'll have to tune in. Can I will hear what your opponents have to say. Um, you know, you and I've never really talked like this, though, as a candidate. So it's kind of interesting to hear you talking as a candidate you're, you're really learning the political spin so that's good i, I like hey that. i'm answering all your questions very you directly are. that's true John. that's true you haven't spun yet i'll give it a yet we thank you still got a few more to come um what do you think of uh, developmental incentives you know top golf uh you know, the baseball stadium that kind of stuff you know i think i know you're an afp guy so you're probably like me we don't like incentives but it's unfortunately that you yeah, I used to work for AFP. Um, yep. I always joke with people I'm probably the only person to both work for uh, Congressman Estes and also Susan Estes. Um, and I worked for Susan Estes and AFP back when I was in college. Um, I believe that there is a purpose, but they should be very limited. Um, there should be clawbacks um, when we do offer incentives. But I think what we need to do and what would encourage more business development is regulatory action. We need to cut regulations in our community and make it open um, for businesses to be able to evolve and grow over time. Um, I think you might have not been at the last district advisory board meeting, but there was a Sydney ordinance. Yeah, I was a little sick of that one, unfortunately. I, I remember your text. Yes. There, <laughs> there's a city ordinance, and I was so shocked. I mean, when we were at district advisory board, I was shocked because – a individual with a company was looking to advertise on a billboard on their own property, and city ordinance prohibited. Sounds pretty straightforward. You would think so. City ordinance prohibited them from advertising their own business on their own billboard. Why? On their own property, because it went against the sign. Oh, the sign code. Yes. Oh the sign my goodness. Code. Well, and so it's things as simple as that that we need to be able to reduce yeah. those regulatory burdens on businesses, be able to help them thrive. 
And so there's that. There's zoning regulations. There is a, a business I know in Delano that was looking just to expand uh, their um, their footprint maybe 10 feet. And they had to go through three different levels of government to be able to get permission to be able to expand where they are already currently operating. And I think that's a problem. And for small businesses, again, as a small business owner, to be able to go through regulatory action, be able to go through different levels of government again and again and again is a burden on small business. It takes your ability away from going and doing what you're there to do and the purpose and function of your business. And I think that's how we encourage business development in this community. Yeah, government needs to be there to help businesses thrive rather than be uh, an impediment to a business thriving and that's that's the key i think government is never the answer no yeah absolutely amen to that um I, a few years ago the city council passed a non-discrimination order excuse me many feel it's unconstitutional had you been on the council back then would you have voted for it would you support an effort to repeal the ordinance if given the chance if you uh, should get elected I think we should be a very opening uh, or open community. Um, we should encourage people and be a wel- very welcoming community as well. Um, but I think we also must protect um, religious institutions and religious voices that have deeply held beliefs. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the NDO uh, fares in light of the Supreme Court's recent decision. Um, and so I don't know how that will affect the conversation moving forward um, and if there will be any implications. Um, but I do think Wichita should be an opening community, but we also need to respect that we have diverse opinions, um, especially when people have religious, um, religiously held beliefs, um, and we should also respect those as well. I don't know if you had a chance to hear our interview with Jared Cirillo earlier in the show. Uh, in today's Wichita Eagle, the mayor was quoted, he t- told the Eagle that he would fight as mayor to protect transgender rights at the local level and oppose the newly enact- enacted Protection for Women's and Girls Sports and the Women's Bill of Rights bill, both of which passed with bipartisan supermajorities. If you were on the council, would you oppose you know, these new state laws? Would you support an effort to oppose these state laws? We have to follow state law. That's Each government has their own directive, and each level of government has their own mandate, and we can't choose which laws we're going to enforce and not enforce. You know, I think I've heard somebody say that on this show not too long ago, as a matter and, of fact. And we can passion discreet, and we can, you know, we can lobby the state of Kansas on things that we uh, disagree on, but if it is a state law, we can't just, just choose not to implement certain laws because we disagree with them. You should call um, Laura Kelly on that one. She, she needs to learn that law. Don't know if the governor's answer, or office will answer. Um, <laughs> but in, in addition, I think that we should also, you know, the city can also be welcoming. We should be welcoming. We should encourage um, yeah, yes, openness in I this agree. community. I think there's ways you can do that with gender-neutral, you know, bathroom yes, facilities. thank you. Yes. I think that's a solution. Family bathrooms. I think that's a solution that both sides um, can be comfortable with. Yes. And I think that's a common sense solution that both sides can still be respected in this debate and dialogue and still allows an openness and welcoming community and also makes people feel comfortable as well. I think that's a fantastic answer. That's something that in the legislature, I think, you know, we had suggested that as well as when the schools were debating this issue. Fine, then do a, a family bathroom or a gender neutral bathroom or whatever you want to phrase it. But that way, someone who needs that accommodation can have it and then girls can have their privacy and respect. It's. There are other solutions other than forcing one person to be in an uncomfortable situation either way. And after 1,700 doors, again, I've had maybe one person um, bringing this up because the issues facing our community are public safety, infrastructure, and road supply, or and, and quality roads. I know one of the things that has come up, mainly because he brought this on himself, has been the ethics. You know, the mayor has been fairly controversial. You know, the, the whole Hey Bob incident 
the Wichita Ethics Board voted four to nothing that the mayor violated the city's ethics policy by trying to use his position as mayor to seek favor and private gain. I mean, what are your thoughts on just the, the ethical situation at city council? And do you think there's room for improvement down there? I think I have a history of um, huh. exhibiting strong ethics. Well, and, um, and, and having to deal with some of that when you were chair as well. Yeah, and having to make difficult decisions. And I think people in leadership positions and positions of power have to be transparent. They have to be open. And they have to be willing to be held to a higher standard um, than the average citizen as well. And so I support uh, full accountability for elected officials and something that I've lived my life when I served on the county commission, when I served as party chair, I think there are plenty of examples of when I was put in a situation um, and under pressure uh, making the ethical decision. So you mentioned, again, knocking doors. You know, one of the things that I know, again, this came up a few years ago, it's kind of fallen away, was the mayor's little push to ban plastic bags and tax plastic bags. It just again, it comes back to some of these projects that he's pushing aren't major issues to people. Seems like they're pet projects for him, but it also goes back to where they're where he's wanting to spend money, and it doesn't align with what the folks want. Well, and let private industry handle it. I'm an avid hiker. I'm an outdoorsman. I love nature, and I try to you know conserve in my day to day life. I you know compost. I'll do all of that, but I don't think government should tell me to do that and should mandate that I do that. And I don't think government should mandate private businesses to do that in our community as well. Now, hey, if Lawrence, the city of Lawrence, wants to go and do it, it probably fits uh, the city of Lawrence. I'm sure it does. But I yes. don't think the average Wichita is on board uh, for a plastic ban uh, in Wichita. Well, Dalton, I appreciate you giving us time this evening. Thank you again. If folks are interested, if they want more information on your campaign, if they want a, a yard sign or if they want to volunteer or donate, they can visit daltonglasscock.com, and that's G-L-A-S-S-C-O-C-K.com. I keep it simple. Uh, it's fairly simple, actually. I, I, you might have gone with just Dalton.com. That might have been even easier. I think it might have been taken. I'll have to verify that. That might have been taken. So, uh, are you having fun at least? It's the first time. I know you've docked, knocked doors for lots of candidates. You've been campaign manager for a lot of folks. Heck, you even knocked doors for me a couple of times back in the day. This is the first time doing it for yourself. It's a little different, isn't it? I don't think that was ever on the record. Uh, I've knocked doors for you. Now that's going to be a headline somewhere, uh, John. No, and I'm, I'm going to have to deal with. Just lost I'm going to have to deal with public comment on that very quickly. <laughs> but I enjoy talking to you. I love um, this opportunity. I love talking to people and hearing people's concerns. And uh, we have ten days until ballots start coming out. Yep. So ask me all the tough questions. Um, feel free to email email me. My na- email is Dalton at daltonglasscock.com as well. Well, Dalton, who knows. You may get a chance to door knock for me again sometime in the future. Maybe who would, I'll... Who would think? Who would have thought? <laughs> Thank you again for joining us tonight. Thanks again, Dalton, for being next Sunday. Carrie Lake will finally be with us. In the meantime, have a happy and safe Fourth of July and carry on, fellow deplorables. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.